Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. I wanted to go over an idea that I think might be a blind spot for a lot of us, me included. And I think it's going to be very important to understand how this works or to give this some thought to determine what the 2020s might look like. Because although I think we're going into a period of disinflation going into 2023, and depending on how bad of a recession we get, it could even be deflation. I think overall, the decade is going to be an inflationary decade, very similar to the 1970s or the 1940s. And going back to the last GFC, we know that the big problem, or one of the big problems, was there was all this debt and we didn't have the cash flow to service the debt. If you want to look at it in more specific terms, we had all these people that took out mortgages, they couldn't pay. And when those rates adjusted, uh, the default rate went up to a point, although it didn't go up much, very much, but it did go up to a point where a lot of the mortgage-backed securities or mortgage-backed sausages, which is basically these mortgages that are packaged and bundled and securitized and then sold to Wall Street, and they pawn them off on pension funds or um, you know, whomever is just searching for yield. The, 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 the problem is the, uh, the default rate went up to a point where a lot of these mortgage-backed securities lost value, significant value. And because they're on the balance sheet of everyone and their mother, and because they were used, probably more importantly, in the euro dollar market as collateral, we saw the whole system implode because all of a sudden this quote unquote pristine collateral is no longer pristine and nobody even wants it. And then you combine that with the fact that a lot of these big banks and, and people that were holding the bag that were holding these treasury or that were holding these mortgage backed securities as assets or even the mortgages themselves, all of a sudden said, holy cow, these, I paid a hundred cents for these things and now they're worth 50. And now this blows a big hole in my balance sheet. But if we think about it, what 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 happened there? These these people took a haircut, excluding the collateral with the euro dollar market. What happened is if you were holding these bonds on your balance sheet, you took a haircut because no one was paying you back, or fewer people were paying you back than you expected, and this created a, a systemic environment where the whole house of cards came crashing down. So I want to go over to this tweet and encourage you guys to, to think about fixed rate debt in a different way and ask yourself the question, which is pretty much the whole point of this video, is fixed rate debt any better than adjustable rate debt as far as how risky it is to the overall economy? Let's go over to this tweet. And I want to give a big shout out to this podcast I was listening to this morning in the gym. It's uh, Jack Farley does it. He's a great interviewer. The uh, name of the podcast is called Forward Guidance. And it's the most recent episode that, that I had on iTunes. And it's with my good buddy, George Goncalvez, and, uh, and a good friend of the show, Joseph Wang. And one of the things they discuss is why the markets didn't implode when the Fed took rates up to 4.25% or even above say 3%. I was definitely in that camp. I thought that if they took rates above 2.5, 3%, that the stock market and uh, and you know, pretty much a lot of the, the 
the uh, financial markets would uh, really take a big hit, come down sig significantly, and this would impact the overall purchasing power of the average American, which would also negatively impact the economy to a point where the Fed couldn't raise rates maybe above 2.5 or 3%, which was the last high water mark they got to in their quote unquote rate hiking cycle. You know, that was 2018, 2019 cycle. But, we, but, but I was definitely wrong here. And uh, George points out, I think that maybe Joseph was in the same boat, but he, he points out that he thought that the interest rate hikes would have a much bigger impact on markets than so far they have. And so that they come to the conclusion or one of the conclusions they say is maybe because a lot of this debt that's out there is fixed rate. So it's kind of impervious to Fed rate hikes. Uh, they talked a lot about corporate debt. They talked about micro strategy. They talked about Apple stock. I think I didn't realize this, but Apple uh, sold bonds at like, I don't know what it was like 2% and they were 2050 bonds. So they mature in 2050. Uh, okay. So um, they said, you know, for Apple, that's not a big deal. They don't care that the Fed is raising rates. Uh, micro strategy. They might, other than the fact that it impacts Bitcoin. Uh, but just so exclusively looking at their debt on their balance sheet, they might not care that the Fed raises rates. And it's just like the homeowner. I think most of us can relate to that a lot more. If you're a homeowner that has a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, on the house that you're living in right now, or maybe your rental property, and you got that mortgage at, let's say, 3% because you you got it, I don't know, two years ago or something like that, then you're, you, you, you could care less what the Fed is doing with interest rates other than the fact it might impact your job or it might impact your portfolio or it might impact your renter's ability to pay rent. But just when you're looking at the dynamic between uh, you know the interest rate or the current Fed rate hiking cycle and the your mortgage payment you're like who cares my mortgage payment is locked in at whatever $1500 $2000 hey guys i want to remind you to check out rebel capitalist pro this is the incredible online investment forum that i have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Again, me included, I, I look at that. I say, okay, well, because we have so much fixed rate debt in the economy, Maybe this means there's a lot less risk in the economy than maybe Canada, where a lot of this mortgage rate debt, let's say, 
would be adjustable every year or every two years, something like that. But I think I f- my blind spot there was I was looking at it specifically from the standpoint of the borrower. And I was not looking at it from the standpoint of the lender, which as we found out in the GFC may be just as important because when the lenders take a hit, then because we have so much credit, because our economy is so financialized, if, if the, if the lenders go bust, then everybody goes bust, right? Because that trickles through that filters through the entire economy to where that creates this you know, deflationary bust or maybe better said a uh, just a massive bankruptcies where an asset price deflation where you have that significantly impact the purchasing power of the average Joe and Jane you see unemployment rate just absolutely skyrocket and uh, therefore that's how the lenders going bust could significantly impact the borrowers even if the borrowers have a fixed rate loan so the the idea that I tried to articulate on Twitter, which again, I think is, is really important and kind of the main thrust of this video is, uh, well, I'll just read these tweets. We tend to look at overall risk from a standpoint of the borrower, not the lender, meaning majority of homeowners have a fixed rate mortgage. So no problem for the economy if rates go up due to extremely high inflation, but maybe fixed rate debt is just as big a problem as adjustable rate debt. It's just the, the, the problem shifts from the borrower to the lender. But because our economy is so financialized, a problem for the lender is a problem for the borrower. And so I go on to say, what's the difference between mortgage-backed securities blowing up because homeowner defaults on mortgage versus mortgage-backed securities blowing up because homeowner is paying back the mortgage with devalued dollars? The net result for the entity that holds that mortgage-backed security is identical. If they default on the mortgage, your purchasing power goes down. If they pay back with cheaper dollars, same thing, your purchasing power goes down. So that's why I posed the question as the title of this video, Can could inflation in fact result in the next GFC or could it be a catalyst to the next GFC uh, because the, um, well, because of the inflation creating a problem in purchasing power from the standpoint of the lenders or the people who have purchased this bond, which is basically, you know, treasury, uh, a mortgage-backed security, something like that, or even just the bank holding the mortgage on their balance sheet. And uh, I mean, another great way to think about this is let's just say you lend your good friend $1,000 at a 5% fixed rate of interest. And let's say five years from now, uh, you know that, that $1,000 buys you a loaf of bread, just taking it to an extreme. You may be getting a 5% interest rate, but, but you just lost pretty much everything where the borrower gained everything. So there's two sides of that coin. And again, I think I made the mistake of assuming that fixed rate debt is always more, uh, creates a lot less systemic risk or contagion risk within the economy, but maybe it creates even more systemic risk when you look at it from the standpoint of the lender and the borrower and not just the borrower. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom.
liberty, free market, capitalism. See you in the next video.